Good morning, it's May 13th, 2022, and this is To My Liberal Friends. You know, the question of the day is, as we get closer to the midterms, what do other Democratic candidates think about Joe Biden, and will they bring him in as a sitting president to campaign for them? I think it was useful to look at what happened earlier in Georgia. Stacey Abrams, a devout liberal who's running for governor in Georgia, could not fit in her schedule to campaign with President Biden while he was in the state earlier this year. Now, who can blame her with Biden's approval rating sit, sitting near or below 40%? On just about every issue, he's polling negatively. And the key one is when voters are asked about the direction of the country, Biden comes in at a strong 26%. Only 26% of the people think the country's headed in the right direction. So these factors have spurred a lot of Democrats to keep Biden at arm's length for right now. Midterm elections are influenced strongly by how voters feel about the sitting president. And many Democrats are trying to inoculate themselves by forging their own brands and even criticizing some of Biden's actions. Traditionally, the party in the White House loses seats in the House. And some people are predicting a red wave this year that could rival that of 2010 when Republicans swept themselves back into power in the House and Senate. Well, the Senate race in Ohio could well be a bellwether race. There we have Congressman Tim Ryan run against J.D. Vance. Vance got the endorsement of Donald Trump and then went on to win a very contentious Republican primary. Now, betting companies, people who take odds on these races and actually let you wager money, Patty Bauer and Betfair both stayed that Vance is a 1-7 to seven favorite to win the midterm election, with Ryan being offered at 4-1. to one. Those odds mean there's an 87.5% probability that the Republican will win the upcoming election in Ohio. And it should be pointed out that Trump won Ohio by 8%. So his endorsement in Ohio does carry some power. It didn't carry much in Nebraska, but it does in Ohio. So when Tim Ryan was asked whether he would invite Biden to campaign with him, Congressman Ryan equivocated and tried to sit on the fence. He's well aware of Biden's numbers. Ryan's a congressman who ran a failed presidential campaign, and now he's trying to distance himself from the administration of the Democratic National Committee. He thinks they could both be a negative in the race and wants to run his own. So when he was asked directly, he had this to say about Biden campaigning for him in Ohio, and I'm going to quote, Hey, we'll see. We'll see. But the reality of it is, I'm the face of this campaign, and there's so much political noise out there I'm a unique candidate. I'm a unique kind of Democrat. I've taken on the Democratic Party. I've run against Nancy Pelosi. I've gotten fights with Bernie Sanders. And I've agreed with Trump on, you know, renegotiating NAFTA and being tough on China and General Matheson Space Force. So I'm a pretty unique candidate, and I really want to be the face of this campaign. I don't want it to be obscured by the normal, you know, Washington, D.C. food fight. You know, that kind of red-blue stuff. It's about healing. It's about America first. I love that about America first. So I'll be the face of this campaign, end quote. And so you think about that. He's doing everything he can. Now, I should point out that Ryan will also tell you that he's been calling on the administration and anybody else who will listen to bring an immediate tax cut to the floor of the Congress. When's the last time you heard a Democrat want to give a tax cut? He wants to pass the earned income tax cut. He wants the child tax cut that was in last year's Build Back Better bill. He wants everything to go forward. He wants a general tax cut for workers and maybe small business to put money in their pockets. But man, he's not backing anything that Biden's selling on his pandemic and the economic collapse. He doesn't agree with his war on oil-producing countries. 
And he just would like to say, I'm out there by myself. And he's not alone. Others are out there too. Senator Mark Kelly, one of this year's most vulnerable Democrats in Arizona, he wouldn't say whether he wants President Biden to campaign with him. Now, quote him, quote, I'm focused on right now on things Arizona cares about, like the price of gasoline and groceries, end quote. This is the same Mark Kelly who's been all but invisible in the Senate, and suddenly he's speaking up on the border because it's become a big issue for him in Arizona. Back down to Georgia, another very vulnerable seat, Senator Raphael Warnock, another at-risk Democrat, similarly avoided a direct response, even though he appeared with Biden recently. And I'll quote him, he said, I know that the pundits are focused on the campaign. I'm really focused on serving the people of Georgia. Yeah, here's another guy that got excited about immigration at the southern border when it started polling badly for him in the state of Georgia. He's running against Georgia, former Georgia All-American Herschel Walker, and right now the polls show Walker with a very slim lead. So yes, I'm going to say that right now Biden is not somebody Democrats are going to want to get out on the campaign trail. Who knows? He might not even get your name right, which I've seen him do on several occasions. He might, tell, he might thank the people of Pennsylvania and be, say he's glad to be in Ohio. That's what you have when you have a 70-some-year-old president who's a septuagenarian and showing signs of mental acuity loss. Anyway, I think more and more candidates are going to fade away from Biden, trying to run on their own because the midterms don't appear favorable to him. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening.